to Gene Lutz or to me. Um, and this supports LCCM Homeless Shelter. And let me just say, that's what we support. They do an amazing uh, work. So um, if you can help out uh, with that. And the game that they have is actually pretty pretty uh, amazing. So anyway, any other announcements? Well, would you please stand for the call to worship? From Psalm 103, acknowledge that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. So we're going to um, do a new song this morning called Graves in the Gardens. Um, and part of it talks about, you know, like, we can search this world, but there's really nothing and there's no love greater than our Father and how he turns our mourning into dancing. He turns what we thought were graves into these beautiful gardens. Um, so sing along with us as best you can. search the
Blessed be your name, land that is plentiful, where your streams of abundance flow. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name, when found in the desert. Blessing you pour out, I'll turn back to praise when the darkness closes in. Lord, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord, blessed be. 
come to this time of prayer, we do have um, some sad news. Uh, Janet McDonald passed away on Saturday morning, and um, as a, a pastor, I want to thank Deb Shefflett for being there on Friday uh, with her for that time, even though she didn't wake up that she could felt, feel your presence, so Deb, thank you for, for being there. Uh, we know that Janet is at peace, um, and she had been suffering for 
a long time with different falls and everything. So uh, just keep Janet's family uh, in your prayers. Any other prayer concerns or praises that you might have? Janice? Yes, um, I have a praise. Um, There was a rainbow the other day that I took a picture of and I sent it to a few people. And then I decided to send it to one lady that I don't often send things to. And uh, right after that, I got a phone call, and she was crying, and she said that, uh, that I had saved her life because she was praying to God for a sign. And as soon as she said that, um, she said she was going to hurt herself. And uh, as soon as I sent the text, um, she, she thought that was a sign from God and just wanted to thank me. And that's, it's, so. it's those little things that happen, um, whether we say good morning to someone or how are you, and, or just something that to share. So God used you in a powerful way, and someone for a moment in time maybe went back to God, and so we're, we're praying for, for her. Any other prayer concern? Georgine? Uh, yes, we had been praying for two people, Julie Shirk and Jordan Herr, uh, Jordan was diagnosed about six months or so ago with the Hopkins uh, lymphoma. And the good news, praise God, is this past week he was in full remission. And they actually sent him home from the Hers- Hershey Med Center. Uh, he's a police officer, and several units of the police came and uh, celebrated with him and his family and, of course, escorted him home. So that's a real blessing. Awesome. And then also Julie Shirk, I heard just briefly from her. Um, they're all set up at the house, things are going well, and she feels like she's improving a little bit every day. Good. Well, as you know, Julie had suffered from COVID, and uh, it's been a long, a long haul since December, and, and now hopefully getting back home and uh, having just being back home. Uh, but she still needs a, a lot of prayers. And what a praise for Jordan uh, to be in full remission. Yes, Dave. Yeah, I have a praise. Um, the boys went to camp this week, <clears throat> and both of them had a wonderful time. I want to thank the camp counselors and the people up there. I really appreciate it. Okay. Well, yeah, I saw pictures, and, and they seemed like they had a really good time. Awesome. Any other prayer concerns? Uh, thank you for your prayers. Uh, procedure went well. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Let's go now to the Lord in prayer. Gracious Lord, we thank you for this time that we can come and that we can praise you. Lord, forgive us when we have strayed. Forgive us when we have not followed you. Because, Lord, we have so much to be thankful for. Your son who died on a cross, the love that you had for us to send your son. And so with a the generous love that you've showed to us, Lord, 
we ask now that we show the same generous love to others. So Lord, guide us. Help us to stop being selfish and to start living selflessness. Lord, we pray that you will guide us through the power of your Holy Spirit, that we will live a life that would honor you. Lord, we lift up Janet's family. We know that she's in your arms, the new body. And so, Lord, we ask for your mercy and peace upon her family. Lord, we thank you for using us, even though we, we don't know the impact that we have. But, Lord, we pray for this, this person who was wanting a sign from you. So, Lord, thank you for using us and continue to use us, not for our glory, but for yours. So, Lord, we lift this person up to you. Lord, we praise you for watching over Jordan, that his cancer is in remission. And we pray for Julie as she makes transition to home. Lord, we thank you for the camps that our children and youth can go to. Lord, we pray for those that are going to our EC camps. Pray for the volunteers and the staff. And Lord, for all the other concerns and praises that we have on our hearts and minds, Lord, we thank you. And we pray all of this in Christ's most holy name who taught us to say, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
Good morning. Today's reading includes John chapter 3, verses 16 and 17, and Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I will be reading from the New Living Translation. John three sixteen through 17. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Galatians 2, 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Nope, I got it. Okay. In our sermon today, um, I was looking at this this whole week of this generosity that God gave us. And the best, I guess, scripture to look at is John 3.16. We use that a number of times. We use it in our mission programs. And if we look at that, we have to, to look at what it actually means, that, that verb love or to love doesn't imply so much of a feeling, but a conscious choice. You know, it often implies a preference for one person or a thing or a way of life over another. Understand that in this, God put the well-being of the whole world before his son. Remember when God asked Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac. It was a prelude to what God would do with his son. And in John 3.17, Jesus knows and the readers knows that not everyone will be saved. Some will actually be condemned. But he will not blame their commendation on God. He will insist whether that they are self-condemned. In John 12, 48, it says, But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by the truth I have spoken. In Galatians 2.20, by dying to self, it opens up the possibility to go on to a new kind of living. Paul is now aligning himself with God's perfect, uh, purpose. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14, starting with 14, Paul says, Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that he that we have all died to our old self. He died for everyone so that everyone who receives his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ who died and raised for them. So what does this mean to us? There's a story in Charles Dickens' great expectation about a young orphan named Pip 
Somewhere in the beginning of the book, Pip encounters an escaped convict and shows him kindness. And later on in the book, the convict is taken to Australia where he becomes wealthy, but because of that kindness that Pip showed him, he becomes, that convict becomes an anonymous patron to Pip, helping him. The kindness that Pip showed that convict made a lasting impression on him. He responded with generosity once he was able to do so. In the movie Saving Private Ryan, it's a fictional tale of a group of soldiers going to the front lines to bring back Private Ryan who had lost all of his brothers. The army doesn't want him killed too, so most of the soldiers that went to save him died. And at the end of the movie, Private Ryan is now an elderly grandfather, and he's standing at the grave of men who died so that he could live. And on the last grave, he says, Every day I tried to live my life, to the best that I could. The impact on his life, the generosity of those who died, made a lifelong impression. So we look at this generosity that God gave to the world. That he loved us so much that he wanted us to be at home with him. And in order to do that, he had to give his son. That is the point of this gift, is that it's eternal life. God wants us to be in his presence. He wants to... uh, us to experience that relationship. It has to be real. This love should prompt us for generosity. The only response that is required is to have faith. I mean, how else can we show our gratefulness? To my parents... We help them out quite a bit, and and Kathy does that for her mom now. And we do that because of what our parents did for us. We do that for those who have helped us in the past. We, We stand up when they need help. That's just who we are supposed to be. God loved us so much that he gave a son so that now we must be generous. The lives that we live, do they reflect Christ? When Jesus knew that this, his time on earth was going to close, he, he went and prayed and he, 
And he said, not my will, but yours be done. Jesus taught his disciples the importance of self-denial when it came to following him. He lived a life as an offering to others. He was so generous to those around him, to strangers. His generosity overflowed to kindness with others, mercy to sinners, healing the sick, grace for all who called on his name. So shouldn't we live the same gracious life? Shouldn't we have an outward focus to others? This sermon really hit me hard because I'm, I'm trying to think, am I living for myself or am I living for God? And it's so easy to get caught up in the, in the world. Uh, today, Judy, in your lesson, you had talked about have we ever been ashamed of the gospel? Paul says that he's not ashamed. And I don't think that we get into the point that we're ashamed of the gospel. We just seem to forget what God has done. We start thinking about ourselves or our family, and then where does God fit in into our day? Do we actually show that kindness to others? Have we actually prayed, not my will, but yours be done? Because when we say that, that puts an expectation on us. We're actually saying, God, whatever happens, we're going to let you be in charge. Oh, that's scary. Tony Campalu tells a story of this one woman who kind of talked to him after one of his seminars. And she said, I can't put my life in Christ's hands because if I do, he'll probably send me to China as a missionary. I can't, I won't do that. Some years went by and this same lady caught up to Tony again. And said, I finally gave my life to Christ. And guess what? I'm going to be a missionary in China. The fact is that we, we sometimes are afraid that if we put our lives in Christ, he might do something for his will. He might put us someplace else. He might do something that we don't want to do, but here's the thing. If we're going to live for him because of what his son did, shouldn't we say, yes, Lord? When Kathy became a U.S. 2 missionary, she was hoping to go around the world. And yet, God said, I have a place for you. It's called Georgia. Now, when Kathy got there, she knew right off the bat, there is no one in Georgia I'm going to marry. She found me, and I have been her mission ever since. <laughs> Kathy and I talked, and I said, I'm never living north of the Mason-Dixon line. 
we were living out in Texas, and suddenly I'm living in Pennsylvania. Then we go down to Georgia, and, and, and as we're praying, God is opening doors, and every place that we've gone, people have invited, and, and so we've gone from Georgia to South Carolina, back to Georgia, to Pennsylvania, and now here. But I've always said, not my will, but God's. We've put our lives in his hands. And yes, sometimes it gets uncomfortable. Sometimes God calls us out of a comfortable place. But I'm not here to serve what I want or to do what I want. I have to do what he wants. And this week, looking at this sermon, it made me realize how often I become selfish I only want to do what I want to do. And it made me realize I have to look at this another way. So if we look at John 3.16, I I want you to think about this for a moment. Put your name in that. I don't want you to, you're not trying to equate yourself to God, but but, uh, Judy, I'm going to use you as an example. So Judy so loved the world that she gave what to God? What would you do? And, and, and I don't, you don't need to answer, but it, when you put yourself in that, Aaron, since you said that I would not use you in a sermon or that I, I had not done it and now you're here, Aaron, uh, Nolan, Aaron Nolan. Okay, I'm just making sure that everyone knows who I'm talking to. If you put your name in that, Aaron so loved the world that she gave what? The the whole purpose of this is that if God gave his son, we have to give something back, and we have to give our very self. Our very self. We have to die. We have to put our life on that cross to be in self-denial. And it's hard. It's hard. It's hard for me. So Dave, what are you going to give up? Yeah, I saw you doing the little game thing. Yeah, and you don't have to answer. I just saw you out of the corner of my eye doing this, and I thought, so what, what is it? If we put our name there, if we so love the world, if, if we so love God, that's maybe a better way to say it. If we love God so much, what are we willing to give? So that's one of the questions I'm going to ask in our follow-up. In our response to God's generous love towards us, how can we respond toward this world that God so loves? Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we forget at times who we are. 
we forget that it is you who love us. It is you who sacrificed your son for us to die for our sins so that we might have new life. So, Lord, we ask for forgiveness when we have forgotten. Forgive us when we have lived our own life, our own rules. Call us back to you now. Let this be the change that we need. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, God is to be like you. And what are we holding on to that we need to give up so that we can follow you? So Lord, hear our prayer. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So in this reflection time, the the question is, In response to God's generous love towards us, how can we respond towards this world that God so loved? Understand that he loves the world. When, when um, in your Sunday school lesson, the good news went to the Jews, then the Gentiles. Paul was talking about, I need, I need to go tell people. People need to hear the good news because I've heard it. So, here's the question to you. How can, respond, how can we respond toward this world that God so loves? So that's the question. Does anyone have an answer? How can we... Acceptance and patience. It can't be either or. Because there are a lot of people I can accept, and I have some pay, but I have to do it both, right? Acceptance and patience and grace and truth. Service to others. Those are actually really good. Acceptance, patience, truth and grace, and to serve others. Think about it this week of what you can do and what is it that you actually have to give up that's holding you back from just saying, God, you're in control. I asked, uh, I asked someone um, years ago, I said, um, what if God told you you had to move from your hometown? She said, I'd say no. I'm like, okay, be careful. You know, Kathy said she would never marry anyone from Georgia. When you say never, God has a very good sense of humor. Let's pray. Gracious Lord, we have to give everything to you. We have to give you our very lives. And in return, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit so that we can do what is your will, not ours. So often this world has lived like we don't know you. 
We have been selfish. We've been caught up in other things. So Lord, on this day, we repent. Create in us a clean heart as we start again. Help us to live for you. Not our will, but your will be done. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Let us pray. Gracious Lord, as we leave here today, help us to be your servants, doing your will for your glory. In Christ's name we pray, and all of God's children said, Amen.